Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. The countdown to the NFL regular season continues as Jalen gets a chance to look over the rookies again, because last time he didn't really do it for that well, let's be real, and see who are the people that we have to look out for. So, a quick, fun episode about NFL rookies and, of course, the preseason. What can go wrong? Find out by sitting back and enjoying the show. All right, Jalen, we are back here on a nice Tuesday evening. NFL preseason and get in full swing this week. Hall of Fame game behind us like we hit on Friday. Um, and so we got some more good NFL segments covered up for you. We got um, not any really crazy news or anything, but just some some of the training camp, you know, preseason, offseason buzz we're going to hit on. And they got some fun segments as we just get closer and closer to football. How are you doing, Jalen? Doing good. Like you said, we're getting closer and closer to football. Um, geez, man, it's like it's like it's it's slowly but surely getting there. It's the Tuesday. We're slowly getting back into our form, as you can see. We got to figure out our schedule as we get closer into the regular season. But um, dude, the preseason, I'm loving it. I'm already getting ready. We got our preseason spotlight here and our rookie search little combo this year. So I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be pretty good. Oh yeah, I can't wait to talk about. Some of these rookies again, as I'm sure we'll be getting into them all uh, throughout the year. That's gonna be oh, gonna be such a good one. I can't believe it's almost here. We're about a month out. I think it's almost exactly a month, right, from today. Or I think so. Two days from now. Tonight, be- I mean, hard knocks drop tonight too. I mean, shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so we're gonna do another pretty much all NFL episode, but. You know, we we do love to get the basketball going. Just like we did last time, there was the Anthony Davis extension Friday that we talked about. Um, So I did want to just briefly talk about a rumor that I thought was very interesting that Shams put out there today. Because it does involve, as you know, one of my guys, one of my favorite players in the league. Um, And that is Pascal Siakam. I've been talking about how Toronto wants to blow it up. It needs to blow it up, and they've seen reluctant to. They already lost Van Vliet for nothing. Um, their team's going to be bad. They're not going anywhere. And I think Siakam is still a really good player who can net a hole. So the rumor today that Shams had is that they're at a crossroads with Siakam because it doesn't seem like he wants to leave, really, but they also kind of need to blow up their team. Um, and the Atlanta Hawks have made an offer for Siakam, which has been the best so far which I think would be a perfect fit for him, and I would love that for Atlanta. So Shams is saying the offer is DeAndre Hunter. Um, is it Griffin? Is it Adrian Griffin? Um, let me get back to you on that. But um, young guy, he was in not this past – he's a rookie this past year, so he's going into his uh, second year. I believe he went to Duke. Um, and some picks. Now, they, they already gave some picks to the Spurs, so that would be the one issue I would have if I was Toronto is they don't have a ton of picks. But Toronto, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. They're not going anywhere with this. I think this would be a right move, and I love it for Atlanta. I think that would be a great fit. 
And that would, I mean, we talked about how weird the Hawks have been for really the last two years on this podcast, really the whole time we've been doing this. That would completely change the way I view Atlanta. And I think they could actually maybe have a chance to to make some real noise in the East if they're able to make that deal happen. That was, um, I was about to say, when it came to the Toronto thing and you brought up the whole Siakam news in our little text chain, text chain here, uh, I was like, man, he was going to be so excited because – a, he's been waiting for Toronto to do something here. But B, I mean, I mean, like they, they've waited to the last minute again on this thing. I mean, glad that they're getting it before the season starts, but we've been harping on them to do yeah. something with Siakam we'll see if it since happens. February. <laughs> so it's um time coming and everything. They're not getting the I mean, DeAndre Hunter, I guess, is a decent piece to get back. And then whatever late picks you can get from that would be decent so that- good too. And so just quickly, it's A.J. Griffin. He's 19. He was a rookie last year from Duke. He's kind of like a small forward. This is interesting. The Hawks, like you said, they don't have the picks. But they have some young guys that were at least recent draft picks that, I mean, who knows, but could at least be something. But continue. True. And just for just, I guess, potential suitor, you know, in the Hawks, and if Siakam were to go there, I mean, it would be pretty fun offense. He brings some good off, you know. He's a good defensive presence around the glass, too, I'm pretty sure. Gets boards. So, uh, we'll see. I mean, he's what? More of a post player, isn't he? Uh, kind of. I mean, he shoots, too. He's kind of like – he's really like – I mean, he's a power forward. So, yeah, he's a little inside and out. He can hit the th- – he's a good three-point shooter. He's kind of lanky. I, I really like his offensive game. I think he play fit really nicely with Trey Young and Murray. I think it would really add another dimension to their offense that they don't really have at the moment that I think would make them a lot more dangerous. And the defense, obviously, they also really need, <laughs> as you said. Yeah. So I think uh <clears throat> I think that would be a it would be a smart fit but obviously some things in the NBA don't work out that way. So <laughs> that's uh, It'll be interesting to see what other I mean for Siakam just to hit the market though. It'll be interesting uh how they how it all falls falls off cuz I don't really have much to say. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just fascinating. We'll see if the deal actually ever if a deal actually ever happens and what it ends up being. Um, I assume we're also still waiting on the Dame trade. <laughs> so NBA kind of just in waiting. Again, we're not going to talk much NBA for over these next couple months, but other than any moves like that that happened. Um, but just definitely thought that was noteworthy, so wanted to lead with that um, as we get into all football now. But, yeah, definitely fascinating, and I hope it happens. I hope Siakam gets to go somewhere where he's on a more of a contender and a better team again. So now let's get into it. The NFL preseason training camps all in full swing. We got a week of preseason games starting what we got. I know the Steelers play Friday. Um, This game start what tomorrow, right? Or tomorrow or Thursday, the preseason week one. Um, It starts on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be that's always, you know, preseason. (laughs) It's one of those things where like it's cool. Like you watch if you're watching your team play in preseason, you're excited for like about five minutes. You're like, all right, football's back, and then you're like, oh yeah, this is this is the preseason. Now, last year, the one time I'll say that it's really interesting is when you have a rookie quarterback or like a young trying to come up quarterback. That's really the only time it's because I actually did watch the Steelers preseason a lot last year because of Pickett, but I pretty much only watched when he was in the game. I did not watch the full games. 
But so now neither of our teams are in that spot. So yeah, for the the Texans, the Titans, uh, Panthers, and the Colts, who have drafted quarter, the top quarterbacks this year, that that will be fascinating to see how the rookies look, and, and all the rookies too, which we're going to get into. But other than that, I mean, preseason, it's nice to have football, but I'm ready for the real thing. Slender out on NIC, but uh, preseason for me, it's just a celebratory football. You know, it's weird football, but at least it's the game. It's being played. You get to see all the, you know, the teams rough out all the kinks and everything. And you get to see some young guys and see what potential guys can actually make the roster and everything, especially like how we're going to talk about here in the second, the rookies and all that. But also what we're also going to be talking about as well is whether or not the moves they made this offseason made sense or not. Whether, you know, how are these plan- game plans gone together? What have, have some of the things that the coaches have been talking to us about actually come through or not? Or are we just going to be getting lied to, you know? So for me, yeah, it's going to be a lot. I guess that is a lot to take in just for preseason. But sometimes you can get a gist of what a team is all about in preseason. So sometimes. Yeah. No, there is definitely like some things you can take away from it. You are right about that, especially with rookies, especially with young guys. Um, so, yeah, and you do kind of, I guess where it's more like, I do feel like a lot of times the takeaways are often negative sometimes. Well, I guess like if you have a young quarterback, a young guy that looks awesome, that would be a positive. But you can also somewhat tell, I guess, like which teams seem like, oh, uh-oh, this might be a rough year. They're kind of dysfunctional disorganized that sort of thing their guys may not be that great (laughs) um so yeah you can definitely learn stuff from it and i'm excited to see after this next week i'm sure the next time we talk that's a great yeah great coca-cola bottle by the way next time we talk um end of this week or beginning of next week whenever we record next i'm sure we'll have some more a little bit more storylines to get into now once some of these guys actually have played Yes, and that's the thing that, I mean, we're already seeing some training camp videos leak out and stuff, and that's going to be pretty much my lead going into some of these preseason teams. Like, I was going off the ones that we've just seen recently. Right. Um, like, your Steelers have been on the, on the cover of uh, some, uh, you know, highlight videos and everything. Oh, it's all great vibes in Pittsburgh. I heard they said they had, they had like, a practice the other night. Or it was, like, a scrimmage or something, and 14,000 people came to watch them practice. <laughs> so yeah, that's them and Philly. Pennsylvania crowd's showing up right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I am excited. I mean, I don't want to overreact to training camp video, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's good signs in Pittsburgh. Um, Pickens, Unless you're Joey Porter. Yeah, I still think he's going to be good. Yeah, he got the ball. <laughs> but Pickens is a monster. I, yeah. I like Joey a lot. Um, Darnell Washington, I think, is going to be a beast. That dude is just a massive human. He's a freak athlete. That was a steal. But Pickett looks yes. great. That's the main thing. He's been much better than he was in camp last year. I mean, no surprise. He's had a full year in the system now. He put on some muscle. He's bigger, stronger. He's letting it rip. I mean, the sky's the limit, I think, for the Steelers this year. I'm very excited. Yeah, um, you pretty much hit the nail on the first two people I wanted to talk about for the whole preseason rookie search spotlight thing we got going on here. Title's still working on it. Um, Title, (laughs) ski roll. The rookie watch preseason buzz. Yeah. (laughs) 
There we go. So just, you know, what we've been hearing, that's what it pretty much is. And those are the two guys that I definitely, I've heard about Darnell Washington again, just recently. They were like, I think it was on actually the Rich Eisen show. Someone came on there and they were like, yeah, this dude's freaking huge. They're like, this dude's blocking, they have him blocking TJ Watt at moments in practice and he's holding up pretty well. So he was going to, I think he's going to be a great piece for the offense. And then you got, like I mentioned earlier, Joey Porter Jr. Who's been on the sad side of the highlight reel, but like you mentioned, George Pickens is just a beast and everything. And it might be a credit to Kenny as well for putting the ball in a, spot where maybe a guy like Porter can't get it you know maybe it's more of an O to the offense but for me I do want to see Joey Porter go up against you know a real official offense I do want to see you know I want to see the kid play he's a junior so I think it's gonna be interesting to see him play yeah no I I totally agree and just to to go off your point to make sure it's not too biased it's like all <laughs> obviously very biased I do love the pickets picket chemistry but um, I mean, Joey Porter Jr. is going to have to have some pressure. Like, he's going to have to be out there. Because I will say, that is the weakness of the team, is corner. That is the one area where I have the most concern. Because they appear to – it seems like the offensive line should be fixed at this point. It better be. They invested a lot into it um, the last two off seasons. The O-line should be good to go, in theory, finally, after like five years. Um so, yeah, corner, it, it, because your corners are most like, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, Akilah Witherspoon, he's fine. He's all right. That's like your third corner. But the, the main corners are probably going to be Pat Peterson, who's obviously, I mean, I think will end up in the Hall of Fame, but, and I love him. He was great for the Vikings the last, what, two years? Last yeah, year, yeah. despite his he's age. Um, but he is getting up there. And then Porter's a yeah. So Joey Porter Jr. is going to have to be good for this team to play well and be a starter for this team to, achieve its potential so that that is the biggest area of concern for the Steelers is the corners that's why I want to watch them play man it's gonna be fun to see how you guys uh how you guys change it up you know see maybe the corners won't be the weakness maybe this kid's gonna come out and fix it up preseason football baby you got that's gave us some false hopes to buy into um all right speaking of false hopes Kobe you ready to get into all the other teams yeah, that's probably enough Steelers talk. We can get it. Yeah, <laughs> let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and take it to a team that's also been in the news wave. And I didn't write them down because they were in the news cycle and I thought it would cover it pretty easily. And it's going to be the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, the two quarterback thing that they got going on right now, listing two quarterbacks at number one, Kyle Trask and then Baker Mayfield. Um, Colby, what are your thoughts on that, first of all? Well, I mean, I'm feel pretty vindicated that uh because of all the when we were doing our predictions and how much i've had to talk you down on the bucks um i mean yeah it does it's it's funny that they put or my guess is it's i mean baker you texted me the other night i didn't even see it because of the time difference till i woke up the next morning but uh about baker had thrown what seven picks in nine practices that's not great um it really feels bad for baker too because it does just seem like post um oh what was the injury he had his last year on the Browns that he tried to play through the shoulder it just seems yeah. like because he was really good the year before when they beat the they crushed the Steelers in the playoffs and almost beat the Chiefs he was great that year and then he tried to play through the injury and it just seems like he's just completely never recovered I mean he's just not been the same guy he was before that so yeah my guess is it's not great the Bucks are gonna be bad um they're gonna be really bad my guess is Baker's still going to 
be the starter, but at, at some point he's going to lose the job to Trask. And I don't think Trask is any good either. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect to the guy. He's obviously never played in real NFL action. So I guess he could maybe be good, but if he was, this wouldn't even be a competition if Baker's throwing seven picks in nine days. So yeah, it's bleak. But I mean, we can maybe talk about their rookies later on. But I do like, I do really, they are starting their their two first two picks were listed as starters. I did really like their first two draft picks, which we can we can talk about them more later. So that's good. Oh, you can talk about them right now because they're not on the list. Okay. So, yeah, I really like Kalaja Kansi. They're hoping he's ready for week one. He did tweak his calf. Um, I, he was one of my favorite players in the draft, the D lineman from Pitt. Um, very versatile, athletic. He's a little small for a D tackle, but he's freakishly athletic and productive. Very unique prospect. And then Cody Monch, the uh, tackle guard swing kind of. I think they list him as the starting left guard, but he's just a massive lineman from North Dakota State who came in as a tight end and just put on a crazy amount of weight. I think he's going to probably be pretty good too. Their line was obviously a wreck last year, so they need that. So I do I did, I do think they still obviously have a lot of pieces, so I kind of get where you're coming from in them maybe being better than I'm giving them credit for, but overall I just think they're going to still be pretty bad. But I like their rookies. It's going to be a long road ahead with them. I mean, that's what happens when you have Tom Brady. The Tom Brady effect. I mean, they cashed in. They almost did what the Rams did, but they kind of used their rookies earlier, you know, right when Tom Brady got in. It was kind of a good timing for him during that time period. And now it's now it's all starting to pay back on him. But who knows? Maybe the thing is, we don't hear much about the coaching. We don't hear much about anything really at Tampa Bay besides Baker Mayfield, really, and the drama that comes with it. So, I mean, maybe it's a good thing because then we get to see this. Um, all right. <laughs> So there you go. That's the box for you right there. Cause I did not have them on the list, Cole. Um, because I saw this quarterback thing and I thought this would be something I would watch. So I guarantee you Baker's probably gonna play that week. He's gonna probably play in preseason. So oh, and yeah. probably both are. I'm sure he will. Shout out Wolford. Maybe he gets the job, you know. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Who knows? That's what the preseason's for, Colby. <laughs> What if he comes out week one? What if he comes out this weekend and he's the one that drops three touchdowns or something well, like that? Playing against like third stringers and guys who aren't probably going to make the teams, so I wouldn't. Well, hey, if it. Baker came out and threw an interception and this kid throws three touchdowns, let alone the starter. Come on, he's Wolford has no chance. Do you remember that playoff game that he played for the Rams? How atrocious he was! He's horrible. He's not it. He's not even a good backup. He's he's a bad backup. He's a third. I mean, if you see that depth chart, Colby, there is a gap between his name and then the starters. So, I mean, it makes sense. (laughs) All right. So, there's the Bucks. All right. Moving forward, another team that I don't really, we we could talk about them a little bit. And it's the fact that Broncos are playing all their starters, supposedly. I don't know how long the snap count's going to be, but the Broncos are playing their starters during the preseason. Colby, you probably already have reservations about that. Um, I do have a player. So just to clear that off, I do have a player that we can talk about. I mentioned him actually under when we were talking about the draft way back when. So uh, if you want to talk about, you know, Broncos starters and what's your thoughts on that? Because you are a big, uh, a big, I guess, fan. I don't know how I've have your opinions changed since last season about preseason or not. I mean, I'm not a big on playing the starters, but I mean, some guys just to get them a little rep. I, I don't want him out there for very much, maybe like a series. Um, I do think, I mean, there's probably some value in getting a little bit of the rust off, but 
it's not overall a huge concern, but it does seem like Sean Payton's just trying to completely culture shock and change everything. And I think that's for the best. I did. I mean, I think the Broncos will be noticeably better this year. I just think the AFC is too much of a gone for them, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I, as my in my own opinion, I think it's pretty. I understand it, you know, like you said, culture shock, trying to get the new pace, no, trying to get, I mean, and he's a new coach, got to figure out the new system, you know, maybe he wants to figure some things out. Uh, not to mention, you know, there was a lot of things that went on here last season, and he obviously threw his team in the spotlight the other week ago, and putting his team against, you know, saying Nathaniel Hackett and all this jazz, bringing that all back up. So... It's a new era, I guess, and uh, if we can expect this going into next preseason next year, and he's saying that we're bringing the starters back out, then I won't be surprised. But um, as of right now, I'm kind of with you, Colby. I'm a little surprised, but I understand it, you know. And among these starters, hopefully we get to see, because they're probably not going to play the whole game, hopefully. I want to see Riley Moss with just the white corner that they drafted and then and everything. So that that's the guy that I want to see. Nothing really too spazzy on that. I mean, one. Just... Yeah, I mean, that is funny. I respect it. Hope Rune for him. Hope he does well. Uh, <laughs> I just remember. I think I saw a meme. He's like, it's it's very rare when you see a. I think he's like, he might, he's very rare when you see a white corner. So yeah, we're gonna give. <laughs> we're gonna root for him here. Him <laughs> and PS two Pat Sertan. It could be uh, could be lethal. Who knows? Well, I don't know if he's gonna be the number two corner. I wouldn't hold your breath on that. But yeah. That's okay. Maybe the best corner in the league. He's nuts. I mean, we talked about him last week when we talked about Horn on the Weirdos. Um, so, yeah, he's a very good, he has a lot on his plate this season. <laughs> he has a lot on his plate. All right. Let's see here, Colby. We're going to take it to the top. We've seen this team actually just play, and everyone talking about one or two players. I'm going to pick one of them. And I'm going with Dewan Jones, the offensive lineman from the Browns. We've seen the Browns play, and this dude was huge. And yeah. every highlight that he pulled up, every time he was on the field, I was just so focused on what this man was doing. And he did pretty goddamn good. He's like, what, that third-round pick, I'm pretty sure? Yeah, I was surprised he fell that far in the draft. I, I liked both Ohio State tackles a lot uh, that were in this year's draft. I can't remember. Oh, where did that one go? I'm drawing a blank on where the other one went. But, yeah, I mean, I Jones is massive, like you said. So, I I think if I'm the Browns, you're holding your fingers because if you can get him, if he does pan out and becomes a legitimate starting tackle, I mean, that would help a lot for an already pretty pretty good O-line. Um, yeah, he is massive. I, I was surprised he fell as far as he did on draft night. So, yeah, that's, that's a good one. I, I do like him a lot. Um We'll see what the Browns look like this year. I'm obviously not pulling for them, but uh, room for him because I do think he could be a really nice tackle. Potentially. Yeah. And the other player was DTR, of course. Everyone was raving about the UCLA quarterback <laughs> and everything. I'm not, I just want to watch the O lineman because he probably has the highest chance of playing right off of week one. Yeah. So. I don't think DTR is going to factor into the season much, barring an injury to Watson. Yeah. All right, moving on. I don't have. I don't think I have the Jets on this list. No, I do not. So I don't have. Real, I don't have the Jets on this list. Taking enough press from everyone else. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's pretty much how probably how I thought of it. 
So I'm going to move to the Lions, a team that does get enough, that gets plenty of press, though. And today, they got a highlight, of, or it was last night or today, that Jameer Gibbs' highlight came out, and he just dusted the linebacking core of uh, the Lions. I want to see this man play a real game. Show us why he was drafted in the first round, man. Show me, show us why Colby was uh, getting a little jealous and why he's going to be seeing a lot of running backs in the future drafted in the first round just because of how things are going in the market now these days. I want to um, so be clear. I like Jameer Gibbs a lot as a player. I hated the pick because <laughs> I didn't feel like it was really an area of need, and it was at 12 when you traded down from six. It just made no sense to me on draft night. As I've said a million times on this podcast already, they also got well, going to make you maze. They got Brian Ranch in the second round, who I would have taken at twelve over Gibbs. So what do I know about drafting? Um, I mean, he does look spectacular though, and it does seem like they're going to use him almost like a receiver a lot, which, as you've talked about with Williams being out the first couple games, the suspension, um, having another legit weapon to go alongside St. Brown. I mean, they have some other solid receivers, but yeah, they're using him pretty much like a receiver. He does look like a freak of nature. He does look like he's going to be sick. So that is a game that he could be a game changer. You're probably right on Gibbs. He looks pretty awesome. Well, don't forget Colby. <clears throat> they got one other player that I want to mention here, and that's going to be Sam Laporta from the tight end from Iowa. Love him. I do think you were mentioned him to me, of course, so keep an eye out for him as well. Tight ends, I mean, tight ends from Iowa just are usually pretty good. Uh, no, he, I actually, that's funny you say that. I picked him in I, the dynasty that you drafted him in. Uh, in fantasy. Hey. He, they, yeah, they said he's looking like he's going to be the starting tight end, first string tight end, and he's going to be one of their top targets. So they do, they did clearly, I mean, add some firepower. Um, you hope the defense can improve. They added a lot of defensive guys in free agency and Brian Braves, Jack Campbell in the draft. So, um, yeah, man, that that is exciting. I, the Detroit is gonna be. I mean, you saw, you know how pumped I am for Detroit this year. Saw how high I had him in my interest rankings. So, yeah, Laporta looks like he's gonna be sick, and I I'm willing to bet that he is. And I knew, I knew how to throw a couple of these guys in the spotlight, <laughs> and I think this one right here is an obvious spotlight that everyone. I don't know if he's gonna play. I hope he does, and I want to see him right away. And that's Dalton Kincaid. I want to see some snaps out of Dalton Kincaid this preseason. Um. The Bills pick for their tight end. Um, him and what is it, Knox? Dawson Knox, man. Knox, He's yeah, that's gonna be a lethal two tight end. The two tight end sets they're gonna be able to run with that will be pretty interesting. Yeah, so I want to see some Dalton Kincaid action from the Bills. Um, keep that one nice, short, and sweet. I don't didn't really go too deep on the death chart for that one. Tight end draft uh, is awesome. I think there's gonna be like four or five tight ends that end up being legit pretty good starting tight ends from this draft. Because I also love Mayer and Musgrave, who are also day two guys. Um, maybe we'll get to them. But th- this was a great draft for tight ends. I'm excited to see what all those guys do in the league. You know what, Colby? We can get to them right now, then. Because okay. um, I actually have a tight end battle going on in Green Bay. Okay. I know it's going to be Luke Musgraves, but I also want to see this guy named Tucker Craft. I want to see what yeah. this dude can do. Yeah, no. So, go ahead. Yeah, no, that is – I forgot about Tucker Craft. They got him later in the draft, too. Yeah, he's even interesting. Yeah, that's cool. They're going to have the rookie tight end duo um, for Jordan Love. Um, yeah. The weapons are going to be improved for the Packers, especially I, – I like Musgrave a lot. He's one I'm fired up to watch. He was obviously terrific at Oregon State. He's a really good receiving threat. 
Um, and I think he, the, the Packers, I mean, they didn't really have a good tight end, great tight end situation last year. I mean, Tanyan was okay the last couple of years, but he had some injuries. He never really got to uh, great heights. So I think there's way more upside now with Musgrave for them at the tight end spot. I think these can be very interesting to watch. And that's part of the reason for my Packers optimism, much to your chagrin. See, Colby, there's actually one more player on this Packers list that I wanted to talk about. And I'm glad, glad your optimism's there <laughs> because my pessimism is still here. Of course. That's I'm fun. hoping, I'm hoping that Sean Clifford from Penn State <laughs> goes off this preseason and gives us some quarterback controversy that is unneeded up in Green Bay. I would love to see him go off and just give all this tension over the Jordan Love, like, oh, snap. This guy's actually connecting with the guys and everything's connecting with the young guns. And how is he doing it? <laughs> so I would just love to see that extra unwanted attention from Sean Clifford just happen to spark something underneath the Green Bay Packers. And who knows? Maybe that's the fuel that Jordan Love needs. Like now he has his own quarterback battle to deal with. It's, uh, it'll be interesting, but. Uh, that's just my little fun one. The main battle, though, is obviously the tight end battle. I want to see those two tight ends and everything because you got a rookie quarterback. You got the run game, so if you had the double tight ends to go with it, it'd be pretty. That could be a pretty solid, uh, cushiony offense for any quarterback to go into. Yeah, there's a lot there. Sean Clifford, I wouldn't count on that. Uh, I can't believe <laughs> as someone who watched him play at Penn State a handful of times. He, I mean, I don't know how – I guess he's bigger. I guess size would be the reason. I don't know how he got drafted and Todd Santeo from JVU did not get drafted. That's my biased opinion, obviously. But, no, I'm, I don't know if Sean Clifford's even going to make the team. I wouldn't count on uh, him pushing Jordan Love too much. No disrespect, but <laughs> – You never know. That's what preseason's for, Colby. Any preseason Sunday. Any preseason. <laughs> Oh, my God. This is the false hope that we live on, folks, here. The hope that uh, preseason lives up to somewhat of a hype. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see here. We're going to go ahead. Speaking of, we're just going to keep it in NFC North, I guess. And uh, I, I don't know if this is the other offensive lineman you were talking about, but this is there is Darnell Washington for the Bears. I would love to see play. And then we got some defensive guys in Garvin Dexter and Tyreek Stevenson, the corner and a defensive lineman. Darnell so. Washington. The one on the Steelers, the tight end we talked about. Who did you mean for the? Uh, no, I think it was like it's like another Washington offensive tackle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Something. Oh, are you talking about Darnell? Um, right, right. The tackle they got in the first round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's her. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I was about to say their first round offensive tackle. Yeah, I was about to say it was spelled the same way. I guess I've copied the names down twice. <laughs> Terrible reading on my behalf, but. Uh, oh, no, yeah, I'm definitely pumped to see what Wright looks like because I, I really liked him. He was one of the – obviously, I looked right into a lot of the tackles because I knew the Steelers needed one. They ended up getting Jones. I mean, I would have no problem if they wound up with Wright, too. He is massive. He was terrific last year on a really good Tennessee team. So, can't wait to see him. Hi, he was on the Tennessee team. Gotcha. Okay, well, my apologies to Mr. Wright. Um and then over here on the defensive side, like I said, I got the D lineman in the corner because especially Tyreek Stevenson, he's the highest corner they drafted. So I was like, hey, and they did it pretty late, too, is the thing. So I was like, hey, wonder what's going on over there when that was an obvious, uh, you know, weak spot last season was the defense. So but that's the Bears. Maybe it'll all work out. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> 
Who knows? Okay. Going down on the final wire here on the, the last Zoom meeting here, folks. Or, well, the first part of the Zoom yeah. meeting here. There we go. Gotta love it. Uh, we're going to go to the Bengals, Cole. I only got one. And it's just to pretty much rekindle our little debate that we had last time. And it's going to be their safety. They drafted Jordan Battle and everything coming in to replace their high profile safety that they just lost to the, well, not lost, but, you know, he walked in free agency because yeah. he was expensive. So he's now up in Atlanta chilling while you got this rookie. So, Colby, do you have any other uh, Bengals players that you had on your uh, watch list? Because they are the enemy. Got to keep an eye on them. <laughs> Um, not really, just because, I mean, they already have a pretty good team. So I think it's going to be tough for a lot of their rookies to make an impact. Um, who did they pick in the first round? Uh, I'm drawing a blank on that. Um, oh, they got, I think they actually did get a pretty good player in the first round. Um, give me I got seconds. you right here. They got Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy. That's right. Yeah. He, he fell a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll make an impact, um, he was a guy at one point they thought might go in the top 10. Some people liked him a lot more than others, um, but he kind of slid the closer it got to the draft, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, him I would expect to make an impact for an already pretty solid defense and battle, as you said, having to compete. Um, we'll see what DJ Turner, the corner for Michigan, looks like, but th those yeah. are really the only ones. Murphy's the biggest one, I would think, would have the most of an impact. All right, there you go. Well, those are all, believe it or not, they went three defensive picks right off of all three That's first right. picks. So they knew what they had to take care of. They're, they're worried um, about Kenny right. Pickett. They got to. They got to worry about Kenny and <laughs> Lamar. Kenny and Lamar, man. They got, a, they got a lot on their plate. I mean, shoot, who knows what the Browns are cooking. We don't even know what's going on over there. We just assume, assume it's nothing, I guess, right, Colby? Until they actually start doing something and I get the laughing point. And say, haha, look at them go. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how it is going to go. But, anyways, let's go to America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, right. if they're still called that. Um, we got two pieces here. I go in with Asim Richards, their offensive tackle that they drafted and everything. And I got Jalen Brooks, a late receiver pick and everything. Everyone's talking about Deuce, but my reason why I chose the offensive tackle and receiver is because A, could always use more rep weapons, and B, for Asim uh, Richards here, it would be uh, they got Zach Martin on holdout right now. So it'd be pretty neat if this guy can actually do some pretty decent snaps and give him some confidence moving forward on whatever decision they make. All right, so yeah, the Cowboys rookies, that is an interesting spot because they do kind of need some depth at both those positions. Can either of those late-round guys pan out to make an impact? Um, yeah, the the, the O-lineman, you're right, with the Zach Martin thing, that might put pressure on really the whole line uh, all around the board. So I would say that's probably the one, I guess, because, as you said, the Martin thing that's more intriguing right now. But we'll see what, what if the, either of those guys can even crack getting some snaps for them. Because they are pretty, still a pretty loaded team. Yeah, I mean it's a challenging roster to go up to, go up in. But like I said, it would just be some nice additions to half. Um, all right, so now moving into our final six here, we got <clears throat> the L.A. Chargers, and it's not much to really argue about here. Besides, they drafted two TCU wide receivers, <laughs> and I want to see them go at it. They got Quentin Johnson and Darius Davis. So. That's actually very fun to say, by the way. Both names, <laughs> Quentin Johnson and Darius Davis. So 
I think that'll be fun to see how the two young receivers go up. Who's going to be getting that roster spot and everything. Uh, Quentin's just a big body, but it'd be cool to see what Darius can do, man. They both were teammates. So who knows? Yeah, that's a good one. I've Quentin John, other than the, for players not on the Steelers and non-quarterbacks, Quentin Johnson's about as excited as I am for any of the rookies. Him and Addison were kind of 1A, the Addison New York guy, who I also love, my two favorite receivers in the draft. Quentin Johnson, with his size, and he was monstrous last year at TCU, uh, I think he could be a really special receiver talent, especially playing with Herbert. Um, and with Allen and, and Williams commanding so much attention, that that Chargers receiving trio is going to be a problem. If they're all if those other two guys are healthy, which has been a major if, it's always a question for the Chargers because you know that's classic Chargers. But yeah, I'm pumped for Quentin Johnson. I think he's going to be a monster. Yeah, it's the Chargers going to Charger man somehow in some way. Um, yeah, I think. Oh, I, let me see. We got some fun storylines here in the uh, playoff in the preseason. Sorry, and we got now. The L.A. Rams going to keep it in L.A. And I'm going with Stetson Bennett, Colby. I'm going to keep it right to the point. Oh I'm going with God. Stetson Bennett. <laughs> um, dude, we have we know what Stafford's about. I mean, at this point, if he gets – I just don't want – I don't want to say anything happens, but he would be – if Stetson Bennett can step up and be a great insurance policy and give us some, you know, good snaps and be like, all right, I think they would have some confidence – something that they can be confident in going into this season as, a, as him being a backup – I think that's what I'm looking for here with Stenson Bennett. Can he be a good backup for this season? Yeah, he has looked good and from everything I've seen. Um, I don't know. I don't believe in him too much. I mean, he's played like 10 years in college, basically. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting, especially because, as you, as you mentioned, like with Stafford last year, the injuries and their line is still a big concern for the Rams. So, I mean, he might end up getting some real action if Stafford goes down again, which with his age and injury histories, I would say not just possible, but probably even likely. So we'll probably get to see some Stetson Bennett games, which is going to be fascinating if he can, as you said, uh, secure that backup spot, which it seems like he is. So you might get to see him in some real games. <laughs> we might. And hang on, I'm trying to do us a favor. While we're on the Rams topic, I have seen um... – the Rams have like an insane amount of rookies at their training camp. Yeah, they do. A lot of like those late round picks. Mm -hmm. No, it's like very, very high up, Colby. It was like oh. like 20s, 30s, I think. Wow. Mostly undrafted yeah. guys then. Yeah, a lot of undrafted dudes too. They do need so some youth are... movement. <laughs> Yeah, they are having a lot. So that's the reason why I had to choose pretty much Stenson Bennett. And the other candidate out here was on the defense, and that was Brian Young, uh, the edge rusher from Tennessee. So, yeah, those were the two. All right, going down, we got the New England Patriots, Cole. Cool. Now, there's obviously one guy that we are going to keep an eye out just because of this podcast, and it's going to be Christian Gonzalez, our boy. He's getting, <laughs> he's getting out there. He's getting ready to play. Um, of course. So we'll always be keeping an eye out for Christian. And the real, you know, spotlight, in my opinion, will be the wide receiver battle that they got also low-key in New England. They got an LSU receiver, Keyshawn but Butte. 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 Keyshawn Butte. Yeah. There we go, Butte. Yeah. <laughs> and we got the Liberty receiver, Demario Douglas. So 
from the way you said Butte, it sounds like uh, you like the way that the LSU receiver might have a shot here. Um, it'd be awesome. And not to mention today, I did see Mac Jones and Juju have a little friendship moment as the Patriots tried try and amp up their fan base to buy into Juju. <laughs> and I just think it's sad. So in my opinion, can Butte go out here, get a couple of uh, mosses, some Odell Beckham spotlight catches here? Or is it going to be tomorrow? Somebody, just somebody besides. Yeah, no, just pull up a moment. you're right. One of them's going to have to step up because that receiver room is, just, I mean, as bad as any in the league. When you look at across the board, they really could have used DeAndre Hopkins, um, who they tried to get. Um, Butte is fascinating because he was one of those guys. I mean, going into last year, like last prior to last college season, I mean, people thought he was going to be a first. He could have been a first round pick, and he was. He just had a horrible year winds up going all the way in the sixth round so they really need him to kind of capitalize on that raw talent that he has and it's probably a long shot i mean the patriots don't have a great track record of drafting and developing receivers so that's maybe a long shot i i think the patriots are still a little slept on i'm sure james will tell us all about that next week but uh but yeah the receivers are a major concern so if he could pan out and actually be something that would be huge for them word yeah and that's that's see that's the battle that we are keeping an eye on out in new england and keeping it honestly with the receivers and offensive keep it offensive for you here uh we're gonna go to seattle and it's gonna be the obvious one here jackson smith and jingba and then i obviously i'm gonna look at zach carbonette the running back because yeah Yeah, there you go carbonate I was about to say, they turn any running back into a potential star. So, hey, who knows what can happen? Um, and then Jackson Smith, I think everyone knows he's got, he has electric hands. Let's see what he can do. Can he help Gino reassure some of the doubters like we are on this next year? <laughs> like so, us, yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, just give us some reason to believe, man. And that's going to be these – maybe one of these two guys can do it in the preseason. Give me some more reasons. Yeah, no, um, I really like both those guys. Charbonnet, he's hurt, so I don't know when he's – I'm not sure when he's going to be back. But, um, I mean, yeah, the hype around JSN has been, I mean, pretty crazy. People think he's going to be really good, and he probably will be. I mean, Ohio State receivers usually do pan out. He was He's a terrific player. Seattle, is, is, if, if all these picks from this year are as good as we think they are and the ones from last year continue to grow and take another step, I mean, that's a pretty loaded roster. It's just going to be all on Geno, like like you said, and many others in Crisp. Especially us have our doubts. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to have, it's hard to not have, you know, it's hard to not have them. But we'll see, you know, uh, we're here to be, pro- we're okay with being proven wrong in some departments of this, uh, of this show. And if Gino bounces, proves us wrong, I don't know how salty I would be personally. Depends on how they play, probably. Um, all right. You ready? We're on the last two teams, Cole. I'm ready. All right. We're going to go ahead and take it up to, the team that has been most disrespected this offseason. And by far, they have. It's going to be the Minnesota Vikings. And boy, oh boy, is there a lot that I can be looking at. I could have chosen the rookies, Colby. But I think I'm going to choose someone that didn't get as much playing time last year, that in my heart is still kind of a rookie. It's going to be Lewis Sin or Lewis Sine. He got hurt last year. I don't know how to pronounce the last name, but he's the safety that got hurt. He was our first-round pick from the safety position last year, and he got hurt. So, really want to see him play in some preseason action because he has to work his way back up the the roster spot. They said I was reading the 
article about him and they said that he has to he, he has to earn the spot back they said so it's gonna be interesting especially when you have two new dbs in the lineup now as well just mixed into the game plan with mikhai blackman and jay ward i mean i don't know if they're gonna have anything to shine a light on lewis that's where you come in mr colby <laughs> mr uh knows a little bit about college uh yeah i mean lewis seen like i've seen writers assigned i think it's seen um See, uh, <laughs> self yeah, they could use it. They really need him to develop and pan out to be what they drafted him for. Because, I mean, as you know, the back end of the defense is what wound up killing him uh, down the stretch. I mean, when Daniel Jones carves you up twice, that's that's a concern. So, yeah, it's I would hope Lewis Seen can, can come back and have a strong year, especially because, as you said, Flores, it's his show now on defense, and they're kind of in a reboot defensively other than Harrison Smith and uh, Hunter. It's kind of a reboot. It can be a lot of new pieces, younger guys. So if C could step up, I mean, that would be a game changer to help fix what was a major issue last year. Exactly. Exactly. And then last but definitely not least, <laughs> Colby, we're going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, good one to end on. Oh, yeah. And you see, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they went and got, you know, they drafted this tight end and stuff because they did shop their tight end to let him walk. And you know, Oliver, I'm pretty sure. Or did they bring back Ingram? I don't know. Um, Before sorry. I move off, did they bring no, back yeah, they, Ingram? Yeah, they brought back, they brought back Ingram. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so glad, I'm glad that this pick got tossed on the back of my list because there's something else that's more important here, Colby. Okay. It's coming out of Houston. It's going to be the fullback, Derek Parrish. Oh, my God. <laughs> we are believing in their fullback and how much he can change the game. Help out Travis Etienne, a smaller I mean, guy, by the way. They could put in some fullback linebacker and some eye formation with the fullback, dude. I, I mean, Etienne can get lethal. I mean, sure. I'm sure maybe he'll help. I don't know. I mean, how much is a fullback really going to change a team? Not not very. But you know what? You know, hey. is crafty. So I'm sure you know, he'll find it, teams he'll, have a way to get the most Colby. out of him. Yeah, no, that's true. Fullbacks have uses. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. Um, but it's just I, I don't know if he's going to necessarily move the needle on anything. But I'm sure Doug Peterson will figure out the best way to use him because he is a terrific coach. And that's exactly why I'm excited when I saw the fullback because it's Doug Peterson running that offense, is helping out that offense. So I was excited. That was just my little fun one there to end on. Um, oh, that's a good one. That was Thank a fun you. little segment. I like that. So yeah, no, we've only got fifteens on the fifteen teams on this list. So if you didn't get to hear your team, sorry, I didn't. I wasn't too interested in your guys at the moment. But hey, you got two more weeks to prove it to me. Um, but right. I don't think we're going to talk about them. Maybe we'll find out, right, Colby? But yeah, right we'll now, s- we'll see where we get next time. Next, yeah. next episode. It's <laughs> next time. I was about to say, Colby, like you were saying, that's next time. Right now, though, we got our final thoughts. Go ahead and take it away, man. I've been talking a little bit. No, you're good. So, yeah, uh, final thoughts for me. There's a couple of different directions I thought about going with this um, away from football. I'll go a little off the board um, to basketball, but not what you're thinking basketball. I'll go to the WNBA. I was reading an article last night or the night before, um, and it, there, where the commissioner had done an interview, and they were talking about investing and a lot of stuff. But basically they're talking about how they need expansion – they're doing the best really that they've done. Um, I mean, it's still been a kind of a struggle to get the popularity up, but they only have 12 teams. They got to expand. It's the longest running professional women's sports league in the country. Um, and it's the most successful. There's 
they've got the expansion. They're hoping to have it by 2025. They had a list of cities. I can't remember them all off the top of my head, but Pittsburgh was on there. Uh, Toronto was on there. Nashville was on there, which I think would be a really cool one. That's kind of one I'd like to see Nashville get a WNBA team. But I do like that they're thinking about this because right now there's the level of women's basketball talent coming out of college is at this point too great for the number of teams. There's only, you have legitimate high level players who can't even make a roster who are being drafted because there's just not enough spots. Um, So I think that's great. I hope we get to see that sooner rather than later. And I like that they're doing everything they can because in one more year, they're about to get the biggest moneymaker in the history of women's basketball when uh, Caitlin Clark comes in. So that's my final thought. Excited about the potential expansion there and what that could become. And Dorisi, man, the actual winner of the tournament. No. Yeah, she, well, yeah sure. She won the t- I didn't say champion. I said <laughs> biggest moneymaker in the history of women's <laughs> basketball and probably women's sports. Uh, you can check the numbers of the TV ratings she's her games were literally the highest rated in the history of the sport. And she's the most, I would not even say she's the best women's player I've ever seen. That would probably be Maya Moore, but she's certainly the most entertaining. It's got a long way to go. I mean, there's also Diana Trusini as well. Can't forget. And Paige Buckets is going to be in the Paige league soon. Is coming too. up too. That's right. Paige so Buckets. I hope that they get this expansion sooner rather than later. That's my final thought. Yeah, you're right on that, man. Uh, the, the game is going to be getting exciting. Got a lot of stars in college right now. Our one of our most famous debates is about whether or not they should just stick there and be an NIL. So that's a that's actually a really solid one there. As a final thought, um, man, I guess my final thought is going to be the next time we speak, the Vikings will have played their preseason game on Thursday. Oh, that's so. true. I would have seen my team play, and I'll be a fresh, Madison. A fresh football woken man. Yeah, I am ready to see Jordan Addison next to Jefferson. That that could is going to be fun this year. Please. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I know. I'm hoping that it's just electric. It's just good vibes all around, like it was last season. You know, just a great roller coaster ride that had me on the edge all every fourth quarter, and that's you know that's all you can ask for. All and, you can you know, ask for. Yeah, and you know, Colby, all we can ask for is that hopefully this was some good stuff. It really was. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.